Hello, I'm Eric Anderson, and welcome to YXE Underground. If you are a longtime listener of the podcast, thank you. And if this is your first time listening, welcome. YXE Underground is a local independent podcast here in Saskatoon that shines a light on people who are doing incredible things but are flying under the radar. I am so excited that this season we will have the wonderful Lisa Gregg on every month for Walking with Lisa episodes. In the past few seasons, we've done several episodes focusing on mental health, and they have become some of the most listened to episodes in the six seasons of the podcast. It got me thinking that it would be really great if we could do a quick mental health check every month, and luckily, Lisa said yes to this pitch. Lisa Gregg is a mother of two young children, a social worker who today works at the University of Saskatchewan, the author of a best-selling children's book entitled Scream, Shout, Let's Feel Our Grief Out, and a trusted mental health advocate within our community. She has a true gift of explaining mental health issues and sharing insights in a clear, honest, and compassionate way, and I am thrilled that she will be sharing her wisdom with us this season. The premise of these Walking with Lisa episodes is simple. Lisa and I will go for a walk, and I will start our conversation with this question. What's on your mind, Lisa? For this episode, I met Lisa on a very sunny afternoon on the U of S campus this week. Our conversation centered on a presentation she had recently given with her friend Adrian Van Gool at the Evoke conference that focused on comparison versus envy. So Lisa, what's on your mind? So I was thinking, I'm like, what should we talk about? And do you want to know what came up so much in the last couple of days that has like been sticking with me? What? Okay, do you follow Adam Grant? No, I don't follow on it. So he shared... I'm off to a good start so far. I love this. He shared this, like, quote. So Brene Brown always talked about comparison being the thief of joy. Mm-hmm. He later shares, um, comparison is not the thief of joy. Envy is. And um, we unpacked a lot of this when we were speaking at a conference, and it just keeps coming up over and over. And I can't stop thinking about it. Ooh. So when you say unpack it, like, what... what what did you all what did unpack? We unpack? Yes. Well, when we think about like how we exist in the world, especially like social media, even what we're listening to, what we're watching, everything that we're ingesting, yeah. we're constantly in the state of comparison. And we've been told that like comparison's the problem. Right? Mm-hmm. Like just, you know, trying to focus on like living our own lives, staying in our own lane, comparison's a problem. When in fact, comparison's normal. We're supposed to compare. Yeah. That's just what we do. It's envy that's sinking us when we can't, you know, when we're, yeah, when we're envious of other people and what they're doing, and then we can't celebrate their wins or our own. And that's like creating to like, when you talk about like mental health and mental wellness in our constant state of not enoughness. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's true, right? Yeah. And our constant state of not enoughness that it's because we're caught in this trap of thinking that we need to be more like other people or want what they have or thinking that um, by Amazon one clinking on their link we're actually buying a life that they have and that's not true yeah, yeah. and so we've been kind of confronting the wrong thing all along is it when you say envy is it um, is it envy in terms of like personal are we, are we looping back this way yeah, oh let's, let's go this way down. oh yeah okay yeah yeah, yeah. Um, we're, we're, on a, we're on a trail here at the U of S, but yes, on campus. Now yes. Oh, this sounds great. Yes. yes, so is it is it like like professional envy or personal envy? Isn't it all personal? Oh, 
Yes. Right? Like, yeah, you know, get, yeah, you're right. Right. Like it's, it's all personal, right? It's all now things have maybe been put onto us, but it's all what we're internalizing and projecting. I, I asked that because I think back to my CBC days and yeah. I was so, we were, we were always, especially as younger journalists who were, um, who were casuals, we were always comparing mm-hmm. ourselves to others. But when I think about it, I was envious of others and the opportunities that they had, the status that they had, all that kind of stuff. But I guess I did take it personally, even though it was in a professional setting. Yeah, because, I mean, we all, I mean, obviously, I shouldn't say obviously, but many of us are seeking that professional growth or that personal growth. And I think comparison is great there when we're thinking about professional development and personal development. And we can see people where they're at now we don't know i won't swear but we don't know anything about them right yes we don't know the head start they've had in life we don't know the privileges that they have to have gotten there we don't know how hard they've worked or the things they've overcome right but we're comparing you know ourselves to them because maybe also that's something we want to achieve there's nothing wrong with that right there's nothing wrong with us saying hey i want that too I want to be that anchor, or I want that story, I want to be the first one asked. There's nothing wrong with that. But it's when we look at people in envy and say, ugh, I'm not good enough. My, you know, envy kind of also confronts our own worth. Like, I think at the root of so much of that is our our worth. That's that's big, because, yeah, I I can remember thinking, oh, I'm, I... I am not worthy to do that type of job or that type of storytelling or whatever when I was first started. That's interesting. It is, right? And so thinking that, like, okay, and when we can take that step back and say, okay, is it, is it comparison that's the problem? Or is it, it's, I'm, I'm envious, fair, but can't we be both ends? Can't we envy it and still celebrate other people's successes or what they have or their clean home and perfectly white kitchen or their big titles and their big jobs and their opportunities like whatever that is I think you know I always just think about of course like our use of social media and just being at a conference right now that was for women yes and all of the things that we compare ourselves to and how we like really just chop our own worth out of that but we come at it from this place of like blame and shame as opposed to self-reflection why why do you think people and and is it would you say it's more it's more it's more women than men in terms of that, like chopping ourselves down, or is it everybody on the whole spectrum? Or? Oh, this is like a whole other topic because you know we've seen <laughs> we've seen Barbie, yes, um, we have. <laughs> right? I think there's a lot of things at play. I think, of course, all genders on the spectrum struggle with this, mm-hmm. but I think systemically there's more attacking women yes. than men, okay. right? So I think how we are permitted to show up in the world is very different than perhaps men and you know where ego is celebrated maybe with men it's attacked in women right leadership versus bossy yes mm-hmm. uh, aggressive versus assertive and those are using the nice words <laughs> so when you're at this conference then yeah. um how how is that message received by everybody in, in terms of the comparison and, and envy and one's okay and one might not be as as healthy what like is it was it a receptive crowd or like i'm so curious like or do people sort of push back against it 
Good question. Do you know what? It was so well received. Um, myself and my friend, Adrian Van Gool, did the presentation. And it was called The Mother Load. But really, it was for, you know, women and the, the labor and the work and the load that we just carry intrinsically, extrinsically, in all of the spaces we occupy, whether it's home and workplaces. Um, and so... I like completely list like lost where we were going on that. No, monologue. that's okay. You were talking about you and Adrian doing it and in the presentation and the reception. Like our, our yes. people, yeah. Yes, sorry. So the, that was like you know that was the audience anyway. So very voluntary to wanting to hear and learn more, and I think the reception was very positive because the whole premise of our presentation was, can we find ways to do less instead of constantly wanting more? And so the Lisa, that's not possible. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Damn it, Eric. No, but right. And so they were very receptive because it comes down to like, what are the things that are taking up space in our brain that we can actually let go of or that we can call it for what it is? So rather than just kind of circling the drain of all of the things we're not doing in our life to keep up with everyone else and why do we feel this way when we're scrolling this, watching this, clicking this, can we actually just take a step back and go... What is this actually about? And I mean, the narrator is going to say, it's about you. Yeah. Like, it's always about, you know, us and like what our reflections are on that. But it just has been something I can't stop thinking about because, you know, we have been, it's always been comparison is the thief of joy. Comparison is the thief of joy. But no, no, it, 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 it is envy. How, how did you, like, how did you come to that realization to the point where you, and one of your best friends are doing a presentation on it. Like, how did you come to that realization? Well, we were just lucky that we got to add it in. So oh. the presentation was already done and set. But all of a sudden, like, you know, Instagram, doom scrolling in bed. Uh, King Adam presents this to me. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. It like, just clicked. It just clicked. I'm like, we're adding this in. And, yeah. like, not even, like, the slide was already there actually talking about comparison and how, as women, we're actually the thieves of each other's joy. So that was already there. And then I'm like, okay, actually, plot twist. And then when we presented it that way, like so many of the women just like, you could just see the all, like that full body all knowing, like, yeah, it is envy. Wow. Yeah. It, when, you, when you have one of those like aha moments and then you present it to uh, um, a, a, an audience like that, and then you see that reaction. Like, what, what, does, uh, what goes through your mind when you see that reaction? Well, just once again, I mean, Adam Grant knows what's what. So, I mean, you know, I can't, like, because it wasn't, of course, like, my reflection. It was just simply shared it. But, again, it's, it's just that all knowing that, you know, we are all in this together. Mm -hmm. And we need to normalize the struggles that we all have that are so similar. Yeah. And I get, like, we all come from different backgrounds different beliefs, different stories, but the struggles are still the same, no matter how you put it. Yeah. Different, but the same. So if someone is listening to this and thinking, oh, like that's maybe looking at comparison versus envy a, a bit differently now um, in terms of, of themselves, how do they, what are some steps that they can do to, um, I guess, go down the a healthier path? I don't know if that's the right word. I was going to say the right path, but like, that's not right. The um, rabbit hole? No. The rabbit, yeah, like how, what are some things that they can do? Well, I think it all, I mean, very simple steps. And we hear this over and over and over again. It's, we need to be so mindful of what we're consuming. Hmm. And I think we are just like in this 
phase of like, you know, we're so numbing out on just our scroll time and what we're watching. And I think we need to start taking a step back when like, why, like, why am I doing this? What am I getting from this? How is it making me feel? Because, you know, I think if all of us were to start dialing in more to how we feel while we're scrolling, I don't know that the description would be joy, lit up, empowered. Like, I, I think the themes... No, no, it's not. Right? Like, the, the themes are, like, anxious, worried, uncertain, doubt. That frustration for me. Right? When, I, when I'm doom scrolling before I go to bed and I, I'm, I'm bad on Twitter and I scroll and I'm just like, oh, I get so frustrated with things. Why am I doing that? Why? Why? Why are you doing that, Eric? I don't. Let's st- let's stay focused here, Lisa. But uh, you're right, though. Yeah. yeah. So that, that's a question people could be asking themselves: Is that yeah? Why are, why am I doing this? Why am I doing it? And just like limit limit your use and when you're using it. Remind yourself that like yes, if you need that one click item and you click the link, like let it just sit in your cart. Because remember, that's not buying you the life that you're thinking you're envying. Right. And the example I used in the conference was like. Yeah, like that little like drawer vacuum for crumbs. It's been sitting in my cart forever. Like that's not going to give me the large granite, beautiful, big white kitchen. But yet if I don't actually reflect on it, I keep clicking myself into these things thinking it's going to give me the life I'm watching. It's not going to happen. Right? So just taking that step back. And like that's very simple. But I just think we need to get more mindful in what we're consuming and then how we're reacting to what we consume and finding that space of what does this mean for me and how does this make me feel and then where where do I want to go from here because we can control our use and our engagement mm-hmm. it is we can totally control it yeah. um does it does it help to have like um sort of a sort of a community of like people that can support you at, at when you're maybe asking some of these tougher questions Oh, I think it's like essential, right? And I think, don't get me wrong, we all have these beautiful online communities too. And I never want to like discount when I say social media. It's not about just followers and subscribers and, but it's just people who will be honest with you, right? Like I just think that we need people in our corner that we're not just, you know, that, that echo chamber of, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we need, we need those people in our corner who are also going to say, yeah, but why? Why, Lisa? Why, why did this make you so mad? Why are you feeling triggered or frustrated or upset by this? Like, what's that bringing up for you? And again, with my background, that's an easy place for me to go. And for some, they're like, yeah, I can't ask those questions. And I'm like, of course, work with a therapist. Like, there's so many professionals that can help yes. you through some of those bigger things. Yeah. But I think we can also do a lot of that work as well, just yeah. simply by asking better questions yeah. with ourselves. That's fascinating. Did you, when you, uh, so after the, the presentation and, and you see the reaction, do you feel, um, like, do you feel like kind of recharged or do you feel like an adrenaline burst or like feeling like, yeah, like this is, this is going to make a difference maybe in a few people's lives? Oh my gosh. That's the hope, right? Yeah. Like for me, like impact is so important, right? More, I don't want influence, right? I I want to make an impact. I don't want to tell people how they should be thinking and feeling and doing, right? I I would rather them feel impacted and then empowered to go, hey, I can do things differently or this is what will work for me. But 
it's tricky, right? Because, I mean, people people hear and see and do what they want, right? Like, everything is filtered through our own eyes. Like, we can't begin to pretend that, you know what I mean? That, like, we can just be so unbiased. Like, I will always see three, see three, see things, like, through my own eyes and how I want to interpret it. Yeah. Um, but I do, I always hope, even if one person can leave feeling, hey, okay, I can do this differently, or this is an actionable step that I can take. And, like, most importantly, it's like, no, I'm enough as I am. Like, if we can just start there, yeah. I think we put so much pressure on all people to, like, seek and do more and be different. And it's Which like, just ties into envy so much, doesn't oh, it? It does, right? Like, I think envy, well, I mean, it only exists and then it thrives in the environment of convince somebody that they're not enough and then sell. And that's my, like, non-business, non-marketing degree. <laughs> but I, right? But I, I you know, yeah. I, when you see people just so centered in their worth and their enoughness, they approach so much so differently how they learn how they interact how they consume yeah it's all different yeah when you know you come from a place of enoughness and strong worth well that's good that's really wise lisa (laughs) well it's like just a reflection that's like reflection or obsession i don't know but it's just (laughs) been like circling the brain for the last like five days yeah well, th- I'm glad it came out into a microphone. Me too. The timing was perfect because yeah. I was like, what are we going to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh. No, this was lovely. Um, I, I so appreciate your, your time and wisdom and wanting to do these, these walks um, with me. And I know listeners are going are gonna to love it. Any, any last words or any parting words? Oh, big, big question. Um, stick with us. Right. Yeah. Stick. I think, you know, cause we're going to learn and grow and, and figure this out. And I hope people will just stick with us and just reflect on their own selves, knowing that like they're enough. Yeah. Yeah. That's very nice. Lisa, you're amazing. Thank you're amazing. you. Thank you. It's really warm out, isn't it? Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, I just took off a layer. I'm, I'm sorry. I should have wore a hat. This large oh, ginger head is I'm, getting. Our little ginger snaps getting burnt. <laughs> Got to find some shade. Thank you, Lisa. Thanks, Eric. Wasn't that just awesome? Lisa's just awesome. She's great. A big thank you to Lisa Gregg for taking a walk with me and sharing her wisdom with all of us. Be sure to follow Lisa on Instagram and she, along with Adrian Van Gool, are hosting a conference next month called Like a Mother here in Saskatoon. It's on Sunday, October 15th. Now, it is sold out, but there is a waiting list, so you can sign up for that waiting list and then hopefully you'll get to see Lisa and Adrian at this conference. These Walking with Lisa episodes will drop on the last Thursday of every month wherever you find your favorite podcast including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can follow YXC Underground on your favorite podcast app so that you won't miss a single Lisa episode and feel free to leave a five-star review if you like what you hear. A few housekeeping notes before I say goodbye. A special bonus episode of YXC Underground will drop on Tuesday, October 3rd that will take listeners to the Broadway Theatre, which is celebrating 30 years as a community-owned theatre in October. This was so much fun to record as we look at what makes the Broadway Theatre such a unique cultural organization in Saskatoon and what's on tap in terms of concerts and events this fall. It's a really busy fall at the Broadway Theatre, so you want to tune into this episode. Then, on October 12th, a brand new episode of YXC Underground drops 
Drops featuring Charlene Siwak. She is the Adult Literacy Coordinator at Foundations Learning and Skills Saskatchewan, which was formerly Reed Saskatoon. She's a wonderful person. I can't wait for you to hear how she is making a difference in the community. Charlene is just awesome, and I learned so much from her, so I think you're going to love her episode. Finally, if you have a dog or cat, you definitely need a Waxy Underground dog or cat bandana. They're yellow and black. They cost $10, and all the money will go to New Hope Dog Rescue's Animal Safekeeping Program, which was the focus of this month's episode of the podcast. It's an incredible program, and we are raising money for it through these dog and cat bandanas. So please reach out to me on social media, or you can email ericandersonyxe at gmail.com if you would like one of these bandanas. Before I go, I would like to acknowledge that this interview was gathered on Treaty 6 territory and the traditional homeland of the Métis. Waxy Underground is a production of the Salt Hammer Production Company. My name is Eric Anderson. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you soon, Saskatoon.